welcome to another episode of For the Love of Marketing. Um, I'm absolutely delighted to have Lauren Erasmus uh, with us this week. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, social selling with a real focus on, on LinkedIn. Um, there's so much you can do on that platform at the moment, but you, know, you really need to understand it in detail. And Lauren's got some amazing insights um, that she's going to share with us today. So don't forget to subscribe for more phenomenal interviews with amazing people. But in the meantime, hello, Lauren. How are you doing? Hi, thank you, Simon. Thank you also very much for inviting me to be on the session. Yes, I'm very passionate about LinkedIn. I actually only work on LinkedIn because if you have a business, that is where you want to be. So, yeah, other social media platforms just, just doesn't work for me in my business. Brilliant, brilliant. Good. Well, it's fantastic. You're over in South Africa, right? Yes, in Pretoria. We will not talk about all the challenges we have here in terms of load cheating and all of that shame. I went to go no. and look after a lady's <laughs> house yesterday and they had six hours load cheating. And now I'm going back home. I'm not going to stay there. So <laughs> it can be very hectic, <laughs> to be quite honest. Oh, don't worry. We're, we're talking about marketing, not politics. It's all good. Don't worry. Um, good. Okay. Well, uh, amazing. It's great to have you with us. You've got so much expertise in this space. It's, I think there's a lot of people having challenges around yeah, how to use LinkedIn effectively. There's so many companies out there constantly bombarding people around how they can automate their LinkedIn for them. And, and yeah, a lot of it just doesn't work, to be honest with you. Um, and yeah, whilst, there, whilst there's so much you can do with, um, uh, with automation, that's not really what it's about. It's really about understanding yeah, the journey and, 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 and the users and, and, and you know, really developing um, yeah, compelling stories and relationships with people, really. I mean, that's what social is all about, right? So um, I know you've talked a lot about the social selling index. So, I, th I mean, I thought let's start there. Um, tell me a little bit about the social selling index, what it is and why people need to understand it. So, yeah, that's interesting. It's actually the algorithm that works behind LinkedIn and it makes up of four components. One is building your brand. Secondly, is finding the right people. Thirdly, is to engage with insights. And fourthly, is to actually... Um, um, build relations, engage with insights, find relationships, and then your branding. So all four of them are equally important. And what is interesting is um, LinkedIn give a, a score out of 25 for each of them. Uh, and that tallies up to a possible 100. So if they even show you on the social selling index where are the areas that you need to improve on, for most companies and the most individuals that I've worked with, the two that are really the ones that um, they do the – least well in is finding the right people and engaging with insights and i've worked with so many um crm companies or companies that does um lead generation those kind of things and then they don't realize that they need to do posts on linkedin it's not just about running your crm it's also that people need to know like and trust you and know that you're an expert in your field because simon i am sure when you seen out of um, invite um, to connect with somebody, what's the first thing that they do? They go and search you. It's just the way that it is. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, you know, you have to make sure that the information that you're putting out there is actually establishing your brand, that they get to know you and hmm. like you. And I must say, um, I even started with my own newsletter um, on Wednesday called the LinkedIn Weekly, and where I share tips right. on why LinkedIn is important and, and why you're a business, you really need to be on LinkedIn. With 875 million people on LinkedIn, that is really where you need to be. 
Yeah, good. I subscribed, by the way, when you launched that. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm awesome. looking forward to, uh, to following that. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, I mean, interestingly, I mean, we're going a little bit off topic there, but LinkedIn newsletters are a great thing to mention, actually. I mean, we uh, we have one ourselves. Um, it's a little bit over 21,000 subscribers, I think, at the moment. Um, we also run them for uh, some of our own clients as well. Really, really powerful tools. Um, and I, I suspect that over time, LinkedIn's probably going to invest more um, in that in that um, channel at the moment is still it's relatively basic, but the ability to build a you know, really strong engaged audience um, and get those messages out you know, across social media, but also across your inboxes as well, it's hugely powerful and it demonstrates the value of expertise that you have and authority that you have in your space, which is only going to help you in that social selling journey. So I think it's a great thing to do and really really powerful tool. Um, and just to add on functionality and analytics. Absolutely. And Simon, just to add there, um, you know, when uh, on the social selling index from 60, they start showing your post a little bit more to your network, but it's your sweet spot is 75. And the only way that you can really actually go over that 75 point um, sweet spot is actually when you do newsletters and you have events. It's very difficult to go over 74 if you don't go the route of newsletters and events, which show, just shows you how important that is for LinkedIn in general as well. Good. Yeah, brilliant. Great point. I think uh, that absolutely right. Events is another thing, but we've only got 20 minutes or so today, so we can't cover every feature of LinkedIn, but it's a very good point to mention that uh, live events, um, your LinkedIn audio, there's loads of things that can be done there and exactly. you know, participating more. As always, it's uh, um, yeah, the, more, the more you play the game, the more you use the platform, the more you're rewarded for it. Same with any social media platform, really. You've talked a lot about reverse engineering in the past yes. as well. T tell me a bit about that. What do you mean by that? So that's a basic concept in my business. And what I mean by that is I always say if you know where you are going, you know what strategy to put into place to get there. So a big, 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 big mistake that I see most companies do, and especially when it comes to SMEs, small and medium enterprises, is that they, they don't focus on their ideal client. They, they, and this is one of the hardest things that they put their mind around is they want to be everything to everyone because they feel they're going to lose out. But they don't have got unlimited resources, time, and money. So if, you really have, if you've already done your research and your data analytics and you see that most of your clients are in a specific industry, there are 146 different industries on LinkedIn. How are you going to become the expert in all those industries? Because if you're going to tap into your ideal customers, you're going to start understanding their challenges as well. And you will be able to provide a solution catered for them. So what I mean then by reverse engineering is if you know that is your ideal customer, even the articles that you do, the newsletters that you do, the posts that you do is specifically for that industry. And what else people do that are in the same industry, they start talking to each other. So if they know that I'm an expert in helping tech companies with lead generation, guess what? They rub shoulders at expos and other uh, opportunities where they meet other um, tech companies and then they will tell you must really speak to Lauren because she's an expert in that. So that is where the reverse engineering comes in. Your whole campaign and your whole strategy is based on that principle because if you know who your ideal customers, you know what to post, you know where on what platform you need to be. With so many social media platforms out there as well, if you're not on the platform where your ideal customer is, you will not be as effective as when you are intentionally posting and doing your news, uh, newsletters on a platform where you know your ideal customer is. Yeah, it's a great point. I think you're demonstrating real expertise 
in a niche is um it's critical um it's the same when you know if you work in one industry for a long time you find that you uh cross paths with the same people um, all the time and and then as a result you know they recommend you for jobs and you get into certain businesses and into certain roles and yeah it, it's just natural so you know, businesses are um or industries are very incestuous and it's the same and when you're when you're targeting them right if you can um if you can really push your message out and demonstrate that you can you've got expertise in a specific niche or a specific segment um the the strength and, and focusing on and your your success in that area is going to be much better so so that you know acknowledging that point how do you research and find your your ideal customers how you know how do you go about figuring out who that that, that market is good good question simon so the easiest way is and i i'm actually i'm actually a qualified librarian so i do love research so every single client that i take on i ask him for a list of the existing customers and i actually do a little bit of research on which industry they they are in so if I find out of a whole list of, of clients that say 40% are in IT, this way they should have their their um, most focus. And even the bios of the jockeys and the CEOs, whatever, should actually be aligned with that ideal customer. I, one of the best examples, and being a South African, you everybody knows we've got one, uh, amazing wine lands, wine farms here in South Africa, especially in the mm -hmm. Western Cape. So now a good example, uh, for example, that I normally use is like you say, and the point behind LinkedIn is you want to stand out. You don't want to be like the rest. So how many accountants, Simon, do you think are there on LinkedIn? I mean, it's a, it's a ridiculous question, isn't it? How many accountants are on LinkedIn? There's a good question. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Um, I don't what know, maybe a uh, hundred thousand. I don't know. So, how, <laughs> so the, the question is, remember the old days we were talking about the unique selling point there's no such mm -hmm, thing as yeah. a unique selling point anymore because there's no originality anymore right most mm. ideas are really out there let's face it so how do you change this around you have a unique referral point so how do you have a unique referral point so that same accountant now says well i happen to have two um wine wine lens in the western cape so maybe they should be they should become a good niche so i say now i'm an accountant for ceos who owns um wine lands in the western cape so who do i connect with with owners of wine lands in the western cape so before i even send out the connection i make sure that my profile is set up that way so by the time that i then connect with that ceo or that owner of that wine land they want to connect with me because I feel like, wow, this person is actually looking after me specifically. And let's face it, Simon, people don't care what we do. They don't care what accolades we have. One question, and they have one question only, what's in it for them and how can mm -hmm. you help me? So if your LinkedIn profile is not set up that way, you, you're literally, I've seen this, your engagement rate goes down from 65% and you're lucky if you're hovering between two and fifteen percent. If you try and be everything to everyone, because it just that strategy just doesn't work. You can just as well go yeah. spam or send cold emails because that is just a, that is yeah, effective at the end of the day. It's a, it's a great point, Lauren. It's a really really good point. I think um, it being you know being focused and targeted and um, 
really demonstrating your knowledge. I love that point of the unique referral point rather than the unique selling point. I think that's a, that's a brilliant point and one I'm going to steal and, and put public somewhere else. <laughs> uh, but I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, honestly, it's, it's a cracking point. It's a cracking point because you know, it, it is business is, is more about relationships now than it's ever been, really. Um, and you're being able to demonstrate your, your niche in a certain area and, and therefore um, you win those people on board because you've got a consistent message and they can see you doing good work for someone else in their space. It, it's, you know, it's a really cracking, really cracking point. So, yeah, I think that's, that's a, a really good message for people to take away. And, and I think also that, that tip about, um, you know, before you're going and connecting with people, think about what your profile says and actually can you tailor it before you go and connect with these people? Go through that and then perhaps you tailor it and connect with some other people. But I think that's, that's great because I think probably most of us, including me, don't refresh our LinkedIn profiles in that way. You know, we go out, we have a sort of fairly standard profile that says the things yes. that we've done and, and there yes. we go. And, and we should be customers. And if you think about when you apply for a job, we all know if you apply for a job, you, you tailor your CV first to be relevant exactly. for that job. And then you've got a much exactly. better chance of getting it. Exactly the same principle, right? So it's, it's, that's exactly. a really great insight, Lauren, that I think, um, I think it's really, really, really helpful. I'm going to, I'm going to give that some thought myself. Um, so, Simon, um, yeah, go on. Simon, just on that point, you know, in my business, I always talk about us weing on our customers. You know, I and we, I do this and we do this. It's yeah. not about us. It's about them. <laughs> so it's all good and well that you are weing, you know, but they want to know how can I help you? How am I going to help them? So yeah. that does not come out in your profile. And that's why I, this is a very strong statement that I'm making, but I refuse to work with on any campaign, especially when it comes to lead generation, if that part has not been taken care of. I need an avatar. I need to know what the messaging is going to look like. And believe me, my clients are blown away when they actually see when all of these little puzzle pieces come together, how effective it really is. And I'm not saying that you cannot go over to a next niche, but won't it be nice that at least we are making $10,000 on a niche before we start going to a next one, you know? So it's just about yeah. Yeah. applying your um, resources, time and money as effectively as you possibly can for that period, how long it ever is that you feel you are um, tapping into that and really get the best results from that niche. And you will probably never get to a point where you feel it's necessary to go to the next one because of the success you will and the reputation and the credibility you've created for yourself because of following this method. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I, I make that point all the time that, you know, humans are lovely people and everything, but inherently we're selfish. And, and we are that way because we need to be that way, right? If we if we didn't focus on ourselves, we all would have died years ago. So yeah, we need to be. We're, we're not saying we're not social and we're not nice and we're not part of a community. All those things are true. But we ultimately care what you're going to do for us. We don't. We're not here. To, we're not a charity. We're not here to help your business or make you feel good. We're here to understand what you're going to do for us, and then we'll give you money if you do something for us, right? That's that's business. So so I think that that point is absolutely critical. Um, I love the not you know not weighing on on ourselves all the time is is a great point, um, but I think you know, weighing on our customers or whatever you said there, fantastic. Um, I think it's a brilliant point, absolutely brilliant point. So yeah, good. Couldn't support that enough. Lovely. All right. Um, so you know, let let's say um. Yeah, let's say we do that. We 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 you know we, we have an understanding of of who the audience is. We know what our message is going to be. We've tailored our profile. We're, we're positioning ourselves in a niche. What sort of tools can we use to um uh, to make sure we're targeting the right people? Because you know, there's the, understanding who those people should be, 
um, can be difficult, finding them can be difficult. Are there any sort of tools that you use in your process that would be helpful for people to think about? So the very first tool is your own profile. And why I say that is when your profile is set up, uh, I'm I talk about profile optimization. You will attract the right customers to you. When you have to go and find customers, that's where grudge payments come from. That is people that comes up with excuses like my dog died and all of a sudden they can't pay you. It's when you actually organically attract your community or tribe to you because of what you are saying on your LinkedIn profile. So that is the very best tool that you can have. The second thing that people, and this is not costing any money, it's just going, being, going smart about this versus hard. People don't realize how important their company pages are. I am just baffled sometimes that so many people think you're going to build a successful business on LinkedIn and then you have got a grayed out company page. Not a good idea. So the focus, even more than your personal profile, should be your company business, a company page, because there, that is how you create your followers. That is how people organically want to follow you and see what you are posting and all of those kind of things. So on your personal profile, you're connecting, but on your company page, you are creating a community, a tribe that is following you because they want to see what you are sharing. So that is incredibly important. And those tools are free. That is just going about smarter and not harder. But then there are incredible CRM tools out there. I do do use uh, two different ones. I have got one that specifically focuses on small enterprises um, that uh, that a single solopreneur will be able to manage. And then I've got a bigger lead generation tool that is more um, effective when it comes to medium enterprises. So it very much also catered to the needs of the client that I have on the other side. But working on a CRM, to be quite honest, Simon, I will not be able to do what I do if I did not work on my CRMs. It's it's actually very difficult to keep track. Um, just a very interesting point, as we all both have a love for marketing, that, you know, there is a stat that we can throw out there that it takes seven engagements with your ideal customer to close 95% of your business. And Stats has proven that most salespeople give up at the fifth attempt. So if you are just constantly keeping in contact with your ideal customer that we have just spoken about, can you imagine you can guarantee a closing of 95% after you had an engagement of them after the seventh time? Will we not then look after our existing network and client base a lot better if we know that is the case? So we all know how difficult it is to go and find a new customer, how difficult it is to find a new lead. What are the mm -hmm. only two things that we have got control over? Is having leads and making contact. For the rest, it takes skill. To, have, to do sales is a, is a very special skill that people have. Um, but the two things that you can uh, have that you have control over is where are your where are your leads and how have you made contact with them? And if I know I am ticking off that they have engaged with me a sixth time, I will probably close them the next time. So that that motivates me. You know, I always uh, I, I love it to follow other 
lead uh, thought leaders in this space and then they will make comments like you know um don't you get this this hot end when uh it feels like your business is not going forward but that is not what you're tracking if you know that you are constantly getting new leads that you are constantly making contact with your ideal customer and you're just working and continuously interacting with them, making comments on their profiles. Because why do we love LinkedIn so much? There's no other social media platform that gives you as much information about the, uh, the person on the other side of the internet, like on LinkedIn. That's why I prefer working on LinkedIn. And you can make comments. This is this is also a nice free tip. Make comments on their cover photos, on their abouts, any charity work that they do. Like you say, people love to talk about themselves saying the name look like we actually care because people Simon honestly what person out there likes to be sold to do you yeah, like not, to many. Be, not many of us I don't like to be sold to so why do we think this works differently in any marketing environment but if you're honing in you know what your ideal customers pain points are and you can um, you can offer them the solution that will fill that need. How are you not going to have a cl good closing ratio in terms of that? Yeah, so that's, that's a great just, point. It's a great point. There's relationships you, are important. You're, you're going to need a CRM in order to get to that 95% closing after seven attempts. Yeah, sure. yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I think it's, that's, that's, a, that's a critical tool for everyone to have in their pocket. So what about, what about um, you know, you've gone through the journey on LinkedIn. You've, you've um, you know, used, used some great tools, uh, analyzed your audience, built a niche, engaged with them in a really effective and tailored way. Um, what's next? You, 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 I mean, how do you take them off LinkedIn and close them? That is also, oh, here's another tip, Simon. Never cool. close on LinkedIn. That is the biggest ah, mistake okay. they make. You know, that's why I love the businesses spamming me because they end up making the greatest clients. <laughs> just spam me, I'll show you a better strategy. Especially when they do cold calling. See, I ask them, do you love what you do? And the answer is never yes. So I said, contact me. Let's look at your LinkedIn. Do this a better way. I'll, I'll show you a smarter way. So you're absolutely right. Um, but, you know, it's all about getting those mini yeses. I love the the using the image of a waterfall you mm -hmm. know i always look at my clients as being at the top of that waterfall and every single time that you are getting that mini s you know you're going down that pipeline and you mm -hmm. actually you're actually not putting them down your sales funnel you're actually pushing them up your sales funnel so i always talk to my business about the turn around um you know funnel where you're actually pushing them up because it's so easy for them to fall through your sales funnel. But with all the yeses, you're actually pushing them up through your sales funnel up to the point that, you know, okay, they are ready to, to go. Actually, and then also my tool also does help to identify the clients that are ready to go now. And, mm -hmm. you know, the rest, I know that I still need to engage with them a little bit more. And the, and, um, the tool that I have... Um, I can see that they are actually engaging with my content that I'm sharing with them. Um, and then at a point, you just know from experience, that's where the skill comes in because these things can't be taught, you know, is to know when is the right person time to go over and say, you know, let's get on a Zoom call. Let's talk about it. But then Simon, this is the biggest um, piece of treasure that I've ever come across in my 30 year of doing this. 
is that there's a difference between having a diamond approach and having an hourglass approach. So in your diamond approach, if you're not asking enough questions, by the time that you are selling your product, you have to go through all the different options that you have available and hope something that you buy some, something. And then your closing rate will be so low because you actually have no idea what this client's need actually is. Hmm. But the reverse of that is true. I work on a hourglass um, situation where I ask enough questions so that I tailor-made what I have got available in my business to mm -hmm. address that need. Only that. Yeah. And then my closing is a lot higher because I am only addressing that need. And then yeah. I will ask, is there anything else that you need help with? Is there anything? And if there's something in my business that I will help that, then they say, then I can offer that. Because we're trying to come in with a whole, like, again, weighing on our customers. It's like, <laughs> let's hope something that I'm going to offer now is going to fit the bill and then and that's also where grudge payments come in because you're not really addressing a need you're just like hoping for the best um and that strategy never works you need no, to I think know it's a, it's a good point um it, it, it's a, a sales technique i mean before i start before i went into marketing um i did a bit of sales um just just before i went off to university i did some business sales um one of the one of the things i learned there which has um it done me a lot of favors through the years is, is the power of listening um, you know, when you're Absolutely. when you're trying to sell something, is is far exactly. more than the power of talking. You know, trying to work out what your message is and what it should be and what's going to work for this person is is impossible unless you know anything about that person. So actually listening, exactly. understanding what that that they, that specific person, that specific business has as a challenge right now, and getting them to tell you that first. So just be quiet, you know, listen, maybe ask some questions, but don't just talk at them. Understand the message and then come back with a tailored solution and suddenly everything you're saying is absolute music to their ears it's wow you know you guys are telling me ev everything i need to know you're answering every problem i've got rather than give them a pitch and then they say well none of that's actually relevant to me what i want is this and you're like oh no i can do that as well but i haven't said that and it's too late so that, that exactly. listening and understanding their needs but it's, it's really great so laura i think that's probably all we've got time for today but that in itself has been an absolute masterclass. so there's some absolutely so brilliant much. tips there around you know, how to use LinkedIn and some of the tools and what to do with your profile. And I mean, it's just a huge amount. So I'm sure people Thank listening you. to this will go back and pick out four or five great practical tips and just Thank a general you. strategic approach to it as well. Um, Lauren, do you want to tell people about your business quickly before I, I, I say goodbye? So, yeah, um, my company is Owl Dynamics. And, um, yeah, like I say, I, I help companies basically build a brand um create traffic for the social media platforms or the lead generation but like i say everything starts with profile optimization um i i cannot work on any campaign and it will not be as effective if, I, if we don't give attention to the profile optimization and the company optimized page optimization as well because i believe that if you pitch yourself and your company the way that it's supposed to you will attract your tribal community organically to your products and services. So, yeah. and, and that's a much better strategy than to have than always having to go and find new customers. Perfect, awesome, that's great. Well, Lauren, thanks for being here. That's been an absolute joy. Um, and uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and we'll see you on the next episode of For the Love of Marketing. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me.